0: friday and you're listening to tgif the podcast that brings you all the hilarious conversations about your favorite or not so favorite horror movies i am your host cat and this week i am joined by the wonderful sydney hampton hello hello how, how are, are you doing,
1: doing? <laughs> oh jake
0: oh <laughs> i'm doing good Diva. oh i'm i'm fine i'm i'm actually really great it's really hot it's like a swamp in my room but that's fine
1: it's currently cold, which is why I'm wearing this very fashionable uh, bathrobe. <laughs> if I put one on, I'd probably turn to goop. Yeah, well, it's uh, uh, 70 degrees Celsius where you are, which <sighs> yeah. is like, I think 90 degrees Fahrenheit where I am, and it's 20 degrees Fahrenheit where I am, which I think is like negative 10 where you are. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, I don't know yeah, or conversion. I don't, I, me neither, but let's so, go with that. Yeah, <laughs> That sounds good works. to me. Can you uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and and what you do? Yeah,
1: um, I'm Sydney Hampton, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, USA, based drag queen turned horror hostess turned podcast hostess. Um, I'm a huge fan of horror films, um, films in general, really, um, such as like Steel Magnolias, uh, every (laughs) horror movie in general, Over the Hedge, is in like my top 10.
0: Ratatouille. Um,
1: ratatouille moana tangled um i just like i just like movies a lot um i'm also a big fan of video games giant wigs and critiquing capitalism uh, i used to host a queer movie night um called really queer and lgbtq plus movie night uh, but thanks to covid that's ended it was like a pseudo Elvira style double feature kind of Beautiful. thing um, and we talked about like the queer undertones and beats and stuff, um, in films. Uh, but since, you know, I can't do that anymore, I turned it into a podcast, um, where I'm joined by my co-host, usually my good Judy Jake, and we just talk about the queer themes, tropes and characterizations for better or worse of some of our most beloved films from masterpieces to like cringy guilty pleasures, like Jack Frost or Thanksgiving.
0: So oh, yeah.
1: that's me in I... a
0: a lot of the movies that you do talk about I haven't watched yet, so I'm just like, yeah. oh, I've got to watch them, and then I can listen to the episode.
1: <laughs> That's why I have, I've, like, I listened to the T.J.F. The Carey uh, and Scream, obviously Scream, um, yeah, considering course. what we're doing today. Um, just to make sure I didn't, like, talk on any of the, the beats. But you had just done an, uh, an episode on the 10th, I want to say, I think it was. Um, I can't remember the name of the movie.
0: Oh, last week? it was
1: something I had, yeah, last week.
0: Society, yeah. What
1: what was the episode, or what was the movie?
0: Society? It's a Brian Nelson film. It's a body horror, I don't know how you'd feel about it. Body horror, that's, yeah, say no more, I don't, (laughs) I'm good. Don't (laughs) watch the movie, the episode's fun.
1: Yeah, I can listen, like, that's kind of what I've been doing with, like, horror queers as well, um, they talk about some movies that I'm like, I'm just not gonna, like, they did like a whole month on Saw, and I was just like, Oh,
0: really? Saw are some of my favorite movies.
1: I can't do Saw. (laughs) That was, episodes, like, that was, like, your second episode, I think, with Saw. Or like, it was oh, yeah, kind of quite there. early. Yeah,
0: yeah that was, was cool. Like, I
1: I can't, I can't. I watched, I watched it. I watched Saw. Um, I'll
0: never watch it again. I'll never watch any of it. So we're talking about Scream 2 today, which is... Okay, so do you have an order of your favorite Scream movies? Uh, yes,
1: 2, 1, 4, 3.
0: Okay, yeah, mine's yeah. about the same. And yeah, the, I know that they, um... Think-
1: the, the guest you had on for scream said that one was their favorite um, yeah I think it was I think it was one two four three for them um, so it's not completely different but definitely two I just feel like it was written like because Kevin Williamson he's he he writes like really gay dialogue really well
0: um, okay. so
1: it just resonates with me especially with how bitchy some of the characters are yeah so <laughs> it just this is like scream one is obviously a classic masterpiece love it. But Absolutely. Scream Two, I felt just like I don't know. I just built up so much more on the 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 kind of bitchy characters that I came that I came to know and love, like uh, like Gale and Tatum's oh, yeah. dead, of course. Um, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the first one: Tatum dies. Um, <laughs> but we get to kind of like have a new Tatum in Scream Two with the the sorority girls, um, yeah. which I'll get to whenever we talk about it in depth but they're a bit interesting (laughs) I just love this I just love this movie as soon as you asked me about a favorite I was like Scream
0: 2 (laughs) I um, I've I've only recently watched the rest of the franchise I watched Scream like in my early 20s and then I didn't watch the rest until this year and so mine is like definitely Scream 2 then Scream 4 scream love scream four. three, i loved four like yeah. hayden pentier in that film is just i yes. want to be her <laughs>
1: yes no hayden Pan- okay so hayden panettier is everything to me like i stand her the way people stand like britney spears and oh, really? talia minogue like i stand the hell out of hayden panettier um from like heroes to her yeah. days of like saving the whales i just love her and in yeah, Scream 4, great. she made that movie. She really did. Her, um, and I mean, the whole cast is great. But she yeah, Adam
0: Brody. Yeah. He's in so. I was talking about this with someone in a recent episode that Hayden Brody is in like so many horror movies, and mm-hmm. you don't realize until you start watching them a lot more than what you usually would. And then you're just like, okay, he was in the ring, he's in yeah. Scream 4, he's in Jennifer's body, he's yeah, in Ready he's... or Not
1: he's like a um like a chameleon like a i wouldn't really say like a character actor necessarily but a chameleon like i don't immediately realize who i'm looking at as soon as you said ready or not i was like wait a second that's right he's a brother yeah yeah
0: very very very
1: fine brother mind
0: yes (laughs) i um i can't remember uh, I wrote to someone on Twitter and I was just like, You leave Adam Brody out of this. <laughs> like you leave him alone. Although oh, talking about Jennifer's body and they ragged on Adam Brody. I was like, No, don't you dare They can even dare. talk that about, about
1: like there is there is no um, dissenting opinions about Jennifer's body allowed, period. No. Oh
0: no, they there's were not. talking about Adam Brody being Seth Cohen. That's right, and I was like, Don't you say oh, anything okay. about my Seth Cohen? <laughs> I watched way too much OC as a kid and dreamt about living in California one day.
1: Oh yeah, it's a nice dream. I would love to live there. My friends live there and we went and visited and I got to see the the Michael Myers uh, house and I got to see Laurie's house and take a picture in front of it and it was the, it was the bee's knees.
0: I really want to do that when I go back.
1: You should. It's really cute. You can find yeah. all the, the locations and stuff. Um, the school's still there too. Um like where the the car drives by and he's like watching. Um, I can't remember the little boy's name right now because my brain mush. <laughs> Tommy Doyle, um, where he's watching Tommy Doyle at the school. So you can like drive by oh, and creepy. creepy and like.
0: <laughs> With the and Michael and Myers and
1: mask on. <laughs> yep. So and that's that's like a common a common thing in like Pasadena and stuff like to see. Wow. Um, like people just. Gathering around this house periodically, and they keep like a pumpkin out year round for you to take a picture. Oh, that's cool! It's very
0: cute. They have a good, they're a good source um, about it. Yeah, I want to go to the Evil Dead cabin as well because that is still Ooh. is still that in Pasadena? There. No, it's. In, oh, okay. I don't know where. It, I think it's in Virginia somewhere.
1: Okay, that would make more sense considering the the setting and whatnot.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool I to go think... see though. Oh my god, I'll just never leave.
1: Truly, just move in I... this is my house. I'll
0: Sorry, guys. I live here now. This is it. This is my house. I can't believe it's Take still Take my in. own necro- Necronomicon with me. <laughs> <laughs> Move in.
1: Do you have, like, a little uh, replica Necronomicon?
0: No. Uh, they're really... Like, I've been trying to get one, but I have to get it from overseas. And it's just so expensive shipping things here. So yeah. I've just, like, held off getting one. I feel that. Let's talk about Scream 2. Yeah. Which I loved. I just I watched it yesterday and then I watched it again today cuz I was like I love this movie. <laughs> I can I use I can watch
1: this like once a week. No problem. Oh really? Yeah, like this yeah. is just I can this is one of those movies that I can turn on in the background and just like like I don't have to watch it, but I can en- like enjoy it while I'm doing something else. Yeah. So, it's something that I play That's a like, lot while I'm gaming.
0: Yeah, I always have like my laptop playing a horror movie while I'm like working on anything on my on my mm-hmm. computer or I'm watching I, I sometimes I have another TV show. Well, yeah. I, I
1: like do Bob. I do Bob and um this I do Scream 2, uh, Scream 1, Scream 4, never Scream 3, sorry. Um and then I can't remember like, Scream 3. 2 cuz that's one that I can watch over and over and over again even though it's kind of awful. <laughs> but I love it.
0: My partner watched it for the first time ever like recently and he's like it's, it's really campy isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, have you not seen it?
1: <laughs> the first time I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into watching it because I watched yeah. it after I was like, like I was in my twenties whenever I watched all of the nightmares because I had only like my first nightmare movie was Freddy vs Jason. My first Friday oh, really? the 13th movie was Freddy vs Jason. Yeah. So I like went backwards, like I did like Freddy vs Jason and then uh, New Nightmare and then A Nightmare on Elm Street um like the original and then i didn't watch two three four five however many there are um until like maybe last last year yeah it was my first time seeing it and then i was like i love this this is yeah. gay as shit so freddie Krueger just... is
0: a gay icon now
1: <laughs> oh honestly truly like the <laughs> duck.
0: just
1: yeah. the Duck, really yeah you didn't know the Duck is a queer icon no
0: mm-hmm
1: yeah, like up there with like Kylie Minogue and Carly Rae Jepsen, easily. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah,
0: the Boba Duck have... scares me, so I've only seen it
1: once. I was like, I have to send me." You some... me. No. it was a me. It was like a, the dumbest meme that ever, like that we ever came up with. But we just decided <laughs> that the Boba Duck <Babadook> was gay because <laughs> we'd be doing that. And people were like so bent out of shape about it. They're like, "The Boba Duck is not gay," and we're like, "No, nope, Boba Duck's gay." Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry Oops. about it. So, and then it just, because people got mad about it, we just, like, we just snowballed.
0: Oh, God, I love when know. that happens. Yeah. Just
1: Sometimes the when gays really lose things, like, control.
0: control. <laughs> Maybe that's where I got it from. Yeah. Probably just, like, you know, years of gay clubs with my best friend, who I didn't realize was gay. Um, <laughs> I was 20, all right? I was young. <laughs> Imagine, I just
1: imagine a phone call with you, like, you get a call and it's like, hey Diva, do you want to go to the bar? And you're like, yeah, that sounds yes. great. Oh, wow. My straight friend just called me and asked me if I wanted to go to the gay bar. How sweet.
0: <laughs> oh no, that's exactly how every weekend went.
1: <laughs> I've had one person who was, that, that like did not, that, that just did not know. And it was such a weird, like a, such a weird dynamic because I'm just like. Yeah. Am I going to have to say it? Because I don't think I've had to come out in my
0: 20s. And it was yeah. like
1: an adult person. And I was like, wait a second. Wait a second.
0: I was also one of those people in my 20s that was like, I have a great gaydar.
1: Yeah, no, I've <laughs> never had. I've, I've never, I don't feel like I have gator because I, I Oh, I do- get it wrong. I definitely don't. But yeah. um, mostly because everybody, like everybody that I know is gay, just about
0: oh so it's like it's more like
1: cishet duh yeah like I get conf- like whenever I I'm like straight people have to come out to me because I'm like wait what your <laughs> wife like
0: what what do you mean oh, you're married
1: that's so cute kids? like oh my god you have a wife that's adorable <laughs> wait your kid your kids are actually like humans you don't have like ben... six cats <laughs> wow what's that like can you tell me more about that <laughs>
0: Oh, that's so good. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, my gator's broken. I'm that meme where it's like, uh, there's oh, I saw it somewhere. and It's like this girl and like her friends. It's like a cartoon, and it's like, girl, uh, my gator is so amazing. Uh, still takes another two years to realize that she's bisexual. <laughs> I was like, that was me.
1: I spent so that was much. spent so much time, like, as like an adolescent, not like as a teenager, because I, like, when I knew I knew, but, like, as an adolescent, like, making excuses for why I was, like, obsessed with like powerful females, like Laura Croft. I'd be like, oh no, it's just because she's 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 hot, you know, she's got tits, great legs, <laughs> great nail beds, <laughs> love them, and that, <laughs> and her then like when I'm,
0: her roots are never showing,
1: right? I'm like, yes. Yes, that's, that's so sexy. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> mm. And yeah, no, I just I had like a weird, <laughs> weird relationship coming out with myself because I was uh, stupidly uh, aware but unaware. So.
0: Yeah. And Goodbye. you're saying um, that, ke- like, so Kevin Williamson, who did he? He did the script and wrote.
1: Mm. Yeah, he wrote. Um, the film. He Didn't did he? the script for, uh, he was a writer for One, Two, and four, I believe. Okay. Um, And he also wrote... Why did he skip three? What's that?
0: Why did he skip three?
1: Um, let me verify that he didn't write for three. I'm 90% sure he didn't write three.
0: That's just really interesting that they just wouldn't go with him for...
1: Yeah. It was written by um, someone named uh, Aaron Kruger.
0: Oh, okay. And that's why it's number four on everybody's list.
1: Yeah. I think that's pretty universal. That it's that I it's just slow.
0: that, I didn't enjoy it. I liked the the concept.
1: Yeah, they're par- I mean, the the writing was still fun. Like part like Posey yeah. Parker, a gem, a, yeah. a full gem. Like love her, but um, yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't good. No. I I still watch it if I'm gonna do like a one through four viewing, but if I'm yeah. just gonna turn on a screen movie, it's gonna be one, two, or four. If I just wanna like watch one. You know?
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for the new one. Yeah,
1: me too i can't like I, I feel like every time me and jake sit down to like talk about like to record the podcast i always start with girl did you see the news about scream 5 and i'm like what news and like well there's a rumor <laughs> so I'm it's like, not news it's not Fine. news but it's news because i because not I've confirmed, confirmed about anywhere it. <laughs> i'm like do you want to just so talk you're... about this for 45 minutes <laughs>
0: So Kevin Williamson has turned, like, the Scream franchise into, you know, you said he, like, does a lot of queer writing and whatnot. And yeah. so why why does it feel why that way it, for you?
1: It's like, the reason why it resonates as queer for me, um, it's it's a weird, because it's, it's not explicitly queer. Like, he's not no. writing about queer characters necessarily. Although one could argue Billy and Stu are gay for each other in the first absolutely. One. Um and I think that's a very, like on the nose kind of kind of writing but the reason why like whenever I say it's it's gay um, it's not because it's it's sexually gay but like our like queer culture um, kind of really resonates with these like sassy characters these um, kind of bitchy uh, women like that's who we you know vibe with the most um, so like comments like uh, she's got her own bubble butt boyfriend Billy. Um, in the first one, like that's <laughs> gay as shit to me. Um, and then, in, and I feel like we get even more of those kind of beats and scream too, uh, mostly with the sorority girls. Yeah. Um, because, uh, Rebecca Gay Hart, you know, she's like, Sydney, hi. No, I really mean that. Hi. <laughs> like, it's just, it's a level of, of, of like, they are aware of what they are writing and it's, it's played for laughs and comedy and it's being delivered in such a, like, like, she's being genuine. Um, but yeah. it's so ridiculous, you know? It's just, I don't know. It just re- it just feels like it resonates a lot with, like, a, a queer person. And then the way that they talk about sex in the film. Because, um, like, as they're at the party... Um... Is it okay that I go on about this stuff before we yeah, get to that? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, so, like, she's uh, at the party with Sydney and Hallie uh, and she's saying, like, everyone thinks that sororities are just about blowjobs but it's not true we only promote safe condom sex we are about love respect and responsibility and then her friend says oh harmonica style's okay right <laughs> like no no i don't think sh- I, I, I don't think straight people refer to um her Mon- like i don't think they would refer to uh an aspect of a blowjob as harmonica style yeah not not saying that they aren't clever enough to i just don't think that i don't know i feel like gay men in particular are like se- like sexually explicit a lot of the time um and i feel like only a gay man could write something so stupid <laughs> and i mean that in like, uh, it wouldn't like the best have... way
0: it wouldn't have pinged in a straight man's head. No, that stuff. It would have just the, it the have. joke is yeah, and like people
1: like people who watch these films too. Like I, I see a lot of, um, uh, I'm assuming straight people who argue like, well, not everything's gay, and I'm like, well, obviously it's not. Not every movie yeah. that we talk about is gay. Um, the Adams Family Values doesn't have an explicitly gay character, but if you watch it, it's going to resonate with queer people. Because yeah, of the of tropes that they that they use, the style of writing, um, the characterizations the way that the the actors like deliver lines is just gonna resonate with the, with a the queer community more because of the the level of self-awareness and camp that you get so that's why like whenever I yeah. say something's gay as shit it doesn't necessarily mean that it's sexual and no. <laughs> It's just... It doesn't have to be. Yeah.
0: We're not coming for your heterosexuality and your masculinity, don't worry. Right. We're not even necessarily <laughs> not trying to reclaim the it. movie.
1: Kind of like the Ducks. <laughs> yeah. Like we weren't really trying to say Duck <laughs> was gay. Um, I hope I don't get in but trouble with the, the homosexual council for saying that. But, but yeah, it's not like we were explicitly trying. It just... We started the joke, and then people got mad about it, so we ran with it. You know?
0: <laughs> you know, don't... Don't complain about something if you don't want it to turn into a joke.
1: Yeah, we will troll we will troll until we die. Like just, just what we do. <laughs> it's not on this line.
0: I just love that the Bubba Dog's a gay icon. I mm-hmm. just uh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, yeah. Um I love the opening of this scene. Because Maureen is me at the movies.
1: <laughs> oh, like hiding behind her hands? Yeah.
0: Oh, and screaming at the... But I'll be like whispering really loudly to my partner, like, why mm-hmm. is she doing that? So oh, we have to upstairs. go... Why? why are you going upstairs, you idiot? Um, but <laughs> just her yelling, um, where she's like, hang up the phone and start 69 M." Like, what yep. are you doing? That'd be me. I'd be like, don't answer the phone.
1: And I never understand because... too because they always they always answer the phone and once they know something's up, they're gonna they're gonna like look at the phone all like serious like. And then they answer. It. I'm like, girl, why are you answering it? They can't fuck with you if you ain't talking to them. They're gonna get bored and leave.
0: Uh, yeah, or they, they'll come in the house Or They'll one, come in the house, but... but in
1: that time they're they're <laughs> waiting for you to answer. You can go get something to hit them with. Stop wasting calls. The they you just
0: hate some time.
1: And I'm, I, I try to and... suspend my my belief, you know. I try to like get into the fantasy of the reality that the the movie is trying to give me. So I try not to think that way. But it's so hard sometimes when people are like hella yeah. stupid.
0: It's just like oh, you're an idiot. Here yeah. we go. Like, you deserve that. But that's the beauty of the screen films is that mm-hmm. they are so self aware that yeah. they are a horror genre in the horror genre that they are a slasher film, and so the way that you know. And everyone says that you know, Scream is very meta in the way that they do explore all these things, oh, boots. and I think that that's what makes the film so much better. Like I enjoy it so much more because they're making fun of themselves in the movie, and it's like, yes, I love this. And I love this. It you, cracks me up. The meta ness really hits home,
1: into too, like it really builds off. Because I mean, now it's now it's meta of itself in being a sequel, um, but like in the scene. Yeah. Um, which I don't think happens too too long after the yeah. Skipping, so Phil and Maureen are killed too, hard, too fast.
0: Yeah, but it's right after this because they're um the the scene with Maureen up on. See, whenever I watch these movies, all I can think of is Scary Movie yeah. and Brenda, who was my favorite mm-hmm. character in the films. So <laughs> and then when she's, uh, it's just really great that you know. They're giving out all these, like, ghost face masks, and then yeah. he just blends into the crowd, and it's just like, how could nobody know that that he's killing her?
1: Well... Like, that's I, insane. Yes, because, uh, you know, obviously you'd think someone would notice someone being stabbed to death, but also they're yeah. all, like, they're all, like, standing up and screaming, and, like, I've never been to... Wait, that's not entirely true. I was gonna say I've never been to a movie where people are acting like that, but I have been to a live showing of Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it is very much like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess I guess maybe they could maybe they could get away with it. But she, I mean, she got to walk by all those people like holding her bloodied chest, and she still got up there, and then she's just like screaming, and and the audience just kind of like shuts up a little bit, and like they're like, "Oh wait, uh... is this is a PR stunt." And honestly, if you're okay, so. Within the world of Scream, I think that it would make sense that a a great, like, what would be a better PR move than pretending to have someone murdered in the movie, like, at the showing of the movie. So I imagine maybe they were like, what the fuck? Is this for real? And then by the time they're like, oh, wait, this is real. It's too late. Not that she would have survived that kind of wound anyway. So.
0: Yeah, but it kind of carries on throughout all the films, like, how obsessed they are with these stab films. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the town of Woodsboro, even, not just Woodsboro, where, I don't know where they are. They're at Windsor College, but I'm not yeah. sure where that is in relation to Woodsboro.
1: I was trying to find that out, and I wasn't sure, because Windsor, Windsor College is in Ohio. Um, okay. I'm not 100% sure where uh, Woodsboro actually is, like, state-wise. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's too, too far, because Dewey, Dewey comes, and I, he comes pretty quickly. I mean, I guess if you like take yeah. a plane, it could be pretty quick. I don't know, but um, yeah, like the the whole like the whole college is is just a buzz, and they're all excited like, um, yeah, about this this murder spree, and I, I mean it, it's not super far off from reality. Like when something happens, people like excitedly talk about it in hush tones and stuff. Yeah, but I don't and know that it's necessarily a full party like they do in Woodsboro. Especially yeah. in
0: Screen 4 uh, Yeah, that that part I was like, uh, yeah, what? <laughs> There's like yeah. an actual party on Halloween, and every like, or oh, on the anniversary of the first killings, and I, yeah. I mean, I love the idea. I love, yeah, it. love and the I love idea. Ma- Macaulay Culkin's younger brother in that film. He's really creepy. Um, yeah,
1: he is. He does a bang up job as being a creep. So
0: yeah. This is um, probably my favourite scene in the entire movie. Is when Sydney she finds out that these killings have happened, and she's like, "I've got to go find Randy." And then it splits to Randy in his film analysis class, mm-hmm. and this is where the whole meta conversation is happening in the film. And I just really love it because they're talking about how does violence is violence influenced by the movies that people watch, and it's quite an interesting conversation. And I'm sure we've all had it before, does video games cause violence? You know, with um, the Columbine killings, you know, they were saying that video games did this and yeah. and so on. And it's just a really interesting conversation because this is just an everyday conversation, right?
1: I mean, there's, there's this whole, like, I mean, it's, it's less, I feel like it's less prevalent today that video games cause violence um, oh, than it was in, like, the mid to late 90s and early 2000s. Um, but the idea that, that media is the, the cause of, you know, all the violent things happening in the world, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely not gone away and it's a good conversation, especially in like 1997 when this came out, like that was a conversation that was happening in classrooms and they're showing it here happening in a classroom. Um, and in a film studies class nonetheless. So, um, and also, like not even just like the the meat of it, like what you were talking about, where it's just like an interesting conversation, but also like the characterization that we get from this scene alone, really sets the tone yeah. for what this film is going to be like. It's you know, Randy's self referencing. This is you know, sequels suck as we're watching yeah. a sequel. So it's sequels like meta... ruin the horror
0: genre, <laughs>
1: right? And these 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 like references and and the the meta behind everything is something that I think attracts people to scream um even still like like you and i had just watched this in our 20s right so this is many years after this film came out and it it resonates with us still that we can get excited about these conversations that were had many many years ago about almost 20 years ago yeah which is so crazy
0: yeah (laughs) because we meet we've you know reintroduced to randy Mm mm-hmm But we also meet uh, Cece, who is played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. And who I love. (laughs) And Mickey? Mickey. Mickey. Who is played by Timothy Oliphant. Is that how you say his last name, Oliphant?
1: I think so. Um, I'm not 100% positive. He's in a lot of other stuff, but this is the only thing I can remember seeing him in.
0: And, you know, he's just, you know... Life imitating art, imitating mm-hmm. life, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you're a cocky bastard. Fine. Um, but I just, yeah, I really love Randy. Like, Randy, he's just great. Um, I loved him in the first one. Um, very aware of everything. He's he's just great. He's yeah. like the hold your hand through horror films person. So.
1: <laughs> and he's a very necessary narrative device um, in the yeah. first one and in the second one. Um, Up to his death, Uh, and then and then he comes back in three as another narrative device. Like he serves a really important purpose in these in the trilogy. So he's I don't know he's one of the more interesting horror characters in a in a film because of his usefulness throughout and also the fact that you like him and you want him to live. So he's not only serving an important narrative purpose, but he's fun.
0: Yeah, and that's why I like him because he's cool. But I like at the end of the film where he's like, um, when he's leaving with Sydney and he's like, how would you, something about, how would you do something with the ending of the film? And he's like, the geek gets the girl. Mm -hmm. I loved that. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, Randy.
1: You're so cute. (laughs) Right before he dies, too.
0: Yeah. I like that they're walking through, um, the halls. This college looks beautiful. I didn't go to anything that looked like this. And he's like talking with an English accent, and it's like him in complete denial that anything bad's happening. And I was like, "Oh, he's just you know blocking all of this out. He's pretending it's not happening again. Whatever. I'm out of here."
1: Allegedly, he was um, he was just kind of doing the accent without being told to do the accent. Yeah, he was just like just vibing, and he was like, "I'm just gonna do this scene how I want to do this scene." so oh, really? the, the yeah the English accent was kind of like a decision that he made on his own, um, and nobody was going to tell him otherwise that he was not going to do this. Eh. I feel like he had a I lot of fun in it. this movie. Yeah, but I wonder how I wonder how Craven felt about that.
0: Um, in what sense?
1: Like how? Like if he's if he's making decisions on how he's going to portray the character because this is also um, and I don't want to drudge up his past, but this is also he's struggling with like substance abuse at this point I believe um, in his yeah. career so I wonder if perhaps he you know was on a bender or something during the filming of this I can't know for sure you
0: know oh oh wow okay interesting yeah I never knew that which mm-hmm. is quite sad yeah he's doing okay um, now though I think this is um, where we see Gail Weathers again and <laughs> I hate her at the start of this film but by the end of it, I just want to hug her.
1: I loved her from she's... the moment I saw her in her highlighter oh. yellow suit in the first film. Oh, like, oh
0: yeah, I loved was, her in the first film.
1: There was no, there was no ever hating her. I always respected the shit out of her. Like she's just a woman who knows what she wants, and I vibe with that.
0: Is this where she tries to organize the, um, the meetup the between Cotton? Yeah, yeah.
1: So she's like, so she and so she and Dewey show up at the same time. Um, and Dewey's there to like be there for Sydney and Gail is there to capitalize on this new string of, well, I'm going to say string of murders, even though it's only two so far, but she knows what's coming because she's a smart girl. Yeah. Um, And she attempts to bring Sydney and Cotton together. Um, <laughs> and she knows that there's going to be like, because they haven't seen each other since he was exonerated. Uh, yeah, and he spent what two years at this point in jail two, for yeah. a murder he didn't commit. Um, so she's she's kind of banking on the fact that she's going to walk it. She's going to run into Sydney with Cotton, uh, and a camera is going to be right there to catch all of it. Um, you know, but Sydney's in charge of her own narrative, so she just backhands. Absolutely, Gail and,
0: I loved that
1: backhand yeah. though.
0: Did you get that on film? Yeah, I got that on Film. <laughs> <Feel>. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> I love Joel. Yeah, he's um, a lot of fun. Because I just love he just skips out. Mm-hmm. When We'll get to that bit. Yeah. He's just like, I'm out. Bye. I was like, That's, he's smart. Mm-hmm. He knows. <laughs> but I love this um, reunion with Gail and Dewey because of what he says to her. And he's saying, you know, um, <laughs> you're a money-hungry, fame-seeking, and forgive me for saying mediocre writer." Yep. He lets her Cole have it. Paul is like amazing, but in like amazing. Dewey's
1: in like Dewey's sweet way. He's like he's still sweet about it, which is what makes what I think that's why. I, I know some people don't like Dewey. I love Dewey.
0: Oh, Dewey's one of my favorite characters.
1: Yeah. And we also like he. We also get that the um, the the music that plays. This will be something that we talk about at the end of the, the pod too. Um, I just love the little music that plays with him and whenever he and he, he and Gale have a moment. It's like that music box kind of, kind of score. Oh, you know about? like, I love um, that. It's yeah. so sweet to me.
0: Because you're just like, oh, come on, you guys. Sort yeah. it
1: out. <laughs> and he's like hella mad because she, he's, she's like called him inexperienced and kind of alluded to yeah. the fact that he's like this, like, deputy Fumbling dipshit, police fumbling officer. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. deputy dipshit. <laughs> um, so like she, but even, even after he's insulted her, she's smiling at him. Like she's already, she's already caught feelings. Um, and she finds his like outbursts to be like charming, and we, you know, we kind of get to see this this moment. Like we, we we saw it in the first one, but in the second one, yeah. you know, throughout, we're gonna slowly see their relationship kind of.
0: Yeah, and I like that because mm-hmm. I'm just like I I like them together. They're yeah. like a good team. But he says to her. How do you know that my dim-witted inexperience isn't merely a subtle form of manipulation, just to lower people's expectations, thereby enhancing my ability to effectively maneuver without, with, within any given situation? And I was like, oh, "Dewey's not a fumbling idiot." No. Well, and yes, and pra- but... <laughs> in
1: practice, he kind of is, but yeah, it's still a cute <laughs> cover, and I respect him for that. Yeah. It's so. just the words he used. I was like, he's not stupid. No, oh, yeah, he's not stupid. He's just clumsy.
0: Yeah, I he's, was like, you give him the respect he, respect he deserves, yeah, Gail. He deserves we respect. That man. He deserves
1: love. All the love. So after the Dewey Gail scene, um, we arrive at the the sorority house party.
0: The party. Yes, yeah.
1: Because Hallie's convinced. I'm not a big fan of the
0: sorority quest. The girls. You're not a fan of the scene. Oh no, like I like the scene. Oh. I don't like the the um the two girls that they have, it feels disjointed in comparison to the like acting of the other cast.
1: That's uh, I've heard that before. Like that Rebecca yeah. Gayhart feels hard in. Um that Rebecca <laughs> Gayhart feels out of place. Um and like her like that's just like dumb, blonde, bimboy kind of character doesn't really fit the the rest of the tone of the film, and that's a valid critique. Nonetheless, it's not necessarily I'm
0: the character types. I think it was just the caliber of the other actors in comparison is very noticeable. In like the way that they delivered their dialogue, the way they even moved, um, yeah.
1: They're kind yeah, of sorority girls, no know. problem. And this this movie is not really about necessarily tropes, for sure, but caricature caricatures, not so much. And these girls are definitely caricatures of, yeah, of sorority girls. So,
0: I like I that their the whole the sorority girls existing felt odd. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't it, know. it doesn't have to be there. No, they could have easily had a character like Tatum in the film instead.
1: Yes. And that's something that I think this movie... um, Tatum never should have died. I'll just say that. No. Um, I feel like this movie was missing the bitchy best friend of Tatum and tried to take aspects of her. Because the sorority girls aren't bitchy. Um, They're just kind of dumb. And Tatum really wasn't dumb. She looked like someone who you'd expect because we've watched slasher movies, so we know what the character that looks like Tatum is supposed to be. Right? She's supposed to be dumb and horny. But she's not just... You know she's not just horny and she's not dumb she's clever and i feel like if if these girls and i i can't confirm or anything that these girls are supposed to replace the hole that tatum left um but if if they are they didn't they didn't do what tatum did
0: yeah yeah they were kind of um an odd replacement yes
1: I am I, very I, I, thankful for could've... them again, of course, because they were <laughs> yeah. so much fun. But the movie, the movie does it, 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 it's definitely disjointed, like you said.
0: Yeah. And I hear that I would have just appreciated it if this. they didn't kill. Yeah. So let's have a petition that Tatum doesn't die in the first one, and then she comes back in. The <laughs> That's just a <laughs> let's just
1: retcon. Let's just retcon the rest <laughs> of it. Let's...
0: We'll just write a fan fiction. <laughs>
1: Speaking of <laughs> a fan fiction and retconning, um, when we get to the end, remind me to tell you my initial hopes for Scream 5. Because I feel like you're going to vibe a lot with it,
0: I think. Okay. All right. I'm down. Because I have no idea what they're going to do. So I'm really excited.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to find out. until I don't want there to be any leaks.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. I'll just
1: avoid the internet. So uh, where were we? We were at the sorority house.
0: So, um, Hallie and Sydney are at the sorority party. Yes. CC, played by Sarah Michelle Gellar, is at her um, party. Not her party, Not sorry. Party. Her sorority yeah. house. She's
1: the um, um, designated sober sister.
0: Yes. Uh, which I thought was that's such a nice idea. Yeah, it's cute.
1: It's like, the, it's like the human equivalent of putting the keys in the jar.
0: Yeah, that's nice. But uh, unfortunately, it doesn't go too well for C.C. Who is play? Who her actual name is Casey, which we find out why that's important soon. And if anyone has watched Scream, then you know why it's important. Mm -hmm. And so the killer calls her house, and you know she thinks it's her deranged boyfriend, Ted. Ted. Yeah. (laughs) Because I like yeah she's he's like I'm not Ted and she's like oh sorry my bad
1: oh it's okay I'm not Ted (laughs) yeah I was like
0: what and. I I love Cece, but it's, yeah, I just, maybe they shouldn't have killed her off either. No, they should, they, uh, okay. Every movie that Sarah Michelle Gellar has ever
1: been in, she needs to be the, the, she needs to survive to the end, period. Yes. I know what you did last summer, she should have been the final girl. Scream 2, she, I'm not going to say that they should have killed Sydney, because never, don't ever think <sighs> about it. But she should have been
0: like the second she last. She could have been,
1: she could have been like second to last, or have survived to the end and popped up like Gale does. Like, oh, I'm okay, everybody. I got this. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm here. But no, they have to kill. They have to kill my beloved Sarah Michelle Gellar every time.
0: I know, and her death is really
1: brutal. Yeah, because uh, Ghostface chases her up the stairs. She does. She puts up a really, really, really good fight, though. You don't yeah. get to see that a lot in horror movies, where you like can genu- like you can watch a chase scene that's really long, and you can just see you her know, make mistake after mistake after mistake. <sighs> and you don't get that with with Sarah Michelle Gellar and and this film or and i know what you did last summer like she makes a lot of um you know maybe questionable decisions but you also have to think like you know she's terrified right now and she's you know fight or flight but even still she's making like like good decisions and she's she's doing what she's balancing to. it yeah and like she's she's not afraid to like she's not afraid to fight back she's not just running and tripping she's like throwing a bicycle downstairs
0: no. <laughs> which i loved yeah. cuz in scary movie yeah. too he's like running down the stairs with the piano chasing like and i just love so i love i just love scream because scary movie did such a great job of parodying it
1: yes cuz you watched Scra- scary movie before you watched scream 2 right yeah i did the same so i already knew the plot of scream pretty much because of scary movie so getting to like watch the actual horror films um after seeing this like parody like at the time the height the height of comedy um now i watch it and i'm like oh i can't joke about that
0: oh no i still
1: love it (laughs) i mean i still do but i have to be i have to also put on like i have to take my 2020 goggles off and put on my like 2003 goggles yes Um, we
0: have to remember those
1: (laughs) yeah for me to be able to actually enjoy it but yeah like watching that scene like there's it's actually a scary scene not a lot of not a lot of scream scares me it's a, uh, it's a comfort movie for me so it doesn't really scare yeah. me necessarily it creeps me out sometimes yeah i get really creeped out um, watching it you know and i mean it's thrilling but it's not necessarily like scary that scene is scary yeah
0: yeah i find i find it very in tense mm-hmm. more than scary and that but intensity scares me as well yeah. so and it's just like oh just die already because <laughs> you know what's gonna yeah. happen so you're like just kill her just kill her just get it over and done with stop doing this to me
1: yeah i would i'm I, jake and i had this um this discussion too um whenever we've anytime we talk about any of the screens we always talk about like what's your like which, which like pick between one um scream one drew barrymore's chase which Jake argues isn't really a chase chase, um, in Scream 2. Um, so you've got Drew Barrymore, Scream 1, and then Scream 2, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. For you, which one's the more unsettling? I won't say scary, necessarily, but unsettling.
0: Um, oh, a little bit of both, because they're both in the dark. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, Drew Barrymore's outside, like, that scares me, like, being away from my house and what I know, yeah. and then being, you know, out. In my front yard where someone could come from anywhere yeah but then also Sarah Michelle Gellar because I'm in my house and now I can't get out and you're alone and I'm alone
1: yeah so that's so yeah a bit of both it's hard for me to pick
0: a pick between them too because
1: I love I love the I love the way that CC is using her environment um, to try to get a try to get ahead um, you know she she yeah she makes the mistake of running upstairs but she also couldn't get out the door. So she, and and Sydney does the same thing in the first one where she realizes that she's not gonna be able to get out. So she runs upstairs and she's using her door, her closet door to, to keep her door closed. Um, and you know, Cece is running upstairs and she is throwing a bike down the the thing. She's, um, I think she uses a pot at one point. Yeah. She throws a vase. Yeah. So she's like, she's using her environment to try to survive. Um, Casey Becker in the first one, you know, she's, I don't know that she's really fighting back so much as much as just running around screaming. She does, you know, hit him with the phone, but, um, that's after she's, if if I'm not mistaken, thats after she's already been stabbed once.
0: I think so. But she's just running to survive at that point. Like, or just running aimlessly. Like, I gotta get out of here. Whereas like, Cece is more of that final girl- um like action like trying to get
1: away um and that's and that's what that's isn't that isn't that kind of interesting though that she's like you kind of like they set it up for her to be the the you know the main the main character and they kill her off so early but they treat her like a final girl in that chase until she's not because she's dead as shit because she gets thrown over a
0: balcony. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so I just I don't know I just really but they kind of
0: lull you into this um false security that she's gonna get away mm-hmm. and you're like yes she's gonna get away she's gonna get away and then as soon as she's on that balcony I'm like she's not getting away yeah
1: and, and I did the same thing with um I know what you did last summer the first time I watched it you know I'm I'm seeing her she's like she's she's putting up such a good fight there's no way they're gonna kill her um and then she's at the parade and then she's dead yeah. she's at the she's yeah, at the parade she's like four steps from the parade and then she's dead and you're like well shit yeah so, it does create, like, this, that dread, like, because these movies aren't necessarily, uh, you know, made up of dread. It's not, like, um, like, hereditary or whatever, yeah, where you're, like, like that impending with, doom. Yeah, you've got, like, a, you've got doom over your shoulder. So, you know, it's not, that's not what this movie's about, but I feel like the, those scenes with, with Casey and with Cece, her namesake, uh, you know, that's, I feel like that's where you get all the dread from, are those chase scenes.
0: yeah where you're just like, they're going to survive. Yeah. And all the Scream movies well, and I've noticed it, uh, we scream, you know, the first Scream, they bring in this really big star at that time. Like Sarah Michelle Geller back in 2007, there was Buffy. Um, what other TV show she was on? She was on, The Ring.
1: Um, she was on, uh, Melrose Place before, I think it was. And she was well known for, maybe it was All My Children. I can't remember. She was on a sitcom. She was already kind of well known as like a good actress. Um, yeah. Or at least, you know, good for her age, too. And then she was on Buffy, and she had just done, the same year, Kevin Williamson's I Know What You Did Last Summer. So she was, yeah. you know, she was a hit. Um, and they did to her what they did to Casey Becker. Drew you more?
0: Bring you on, kill you off. Um, so after Cece's death. Oh, they're at the house. Because um, the sorority girls are like, oh my god, there's something going on down at this house. There's police everywhere. I can't remember what sorority Cece's in.
1: She's in the... Um, uh something new i think something something new i think i could be wrong yeah maybe i'm thinking of house because
0: they're at delta lambda zeta mm-hmm. and which is
1: where the actual party is
0: yeah which i think i find the college system the greek college name so odd yeah it's really weird it. that
1: they would that they would use the the letters i never understood i don't I, most things about college confuse me but especially the greek system and the fact that anybody would want to be in a like a sorority. I can't. We don't
0: have sororities here, so... You don't have them? Like, it's just... Nah, it doesn't exist here.
1: Apparently they're really dangerous. We have a lot of deaths. Deaths from hazing. Yes.
0: Also, how (laughs) weird... That's probably why we don't have them here.
1: (laughs) How weird is it that they're having a party right after two people are gutted, um... Yeah. At the screening of a movie where, like, at the screening of a movie depicting the murders that happened at a party. Yeah. The majority, like, the bulk of the murders in the first film happen at the party, right? So, and then they're, like, convincing Sydney to go. I don't get it.
0: But Sydney's like, all right, I'll go. And it's just like, what What are you doing?
1: Yeah. And as, and then that's only... And Hallie knows all of this. Is Hallie a good friend? I don't know. I have, I have a, I, str- I think Tatum, I think Tatum was a good friend. For sure. Yeah. My husband thought that, that uh, Hallie's a good friend. And I just, I don't know if I...
0: Mm.
1: I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I don't know... I just feel like they don't really know each other.
1: Yeah, I mean they've only they've only had a year, whereas she and Tatum probably had like many years. Because
0: yeah, just doesn't seem like a solid friendship, right? And because at the scene where they're in the car, uh, and Sydney just like legs it and leaves Hallie there, also probably not the 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 friendship's not there. Maybe.
1: Well, I don't know because also Sydney also like she she can and I'll I'll, I'll kind of go into depth a bit about this more later, like how um how we see whenever Dewey gets stabbed in the studio and we see the reaction that Gail has and it's like she's really like she's letting herself feel it. Sydney never does that. When she sees Billy get stabbed she doesn't stop and try to check on him. She books it. So I think that's also just in her nature okay they're dead. I can feel about this later. I'm gonna go before I join you. So I, I don't know if I would really say that the friend, I don't know. I get what you're saying though. Like they don't feel they don't feel like they're really close.
0: There's like a connection or anything, and it kind of feels like that with all her friend group. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they've only been friends for like a year or two, yeah. so it makes sense. Her
1: reaction to Randy, I think, is the most um, real, like looking, and you can tell that she's
0: really like like she's really hurting, struggling with that death. Right. Yeah, because after so while they're at the house, Ghostface is in the house as well. And Sydney's attacked, and she's you know gets out of the house, and then her boyfriend Derek, who is a total. I don't like him. He's fine, I guess.
1: He's not exciting. It's mediocre. Yeah, he's a he's a mediocre man.
0: We've discussed how mediocre men just seem to get everywhere. Yeah. Already. Um. So Derek is definitely one of them, and he's studying to be a doctor.
1: Of course. Of course you are. <laughs>
0: of course, of course you are. He gets attacked by ghostface, and you know he's at the hospital. And then there's that little hospital scene, which <laughs> Derek is Dewey's accusing Derek, and then Derek's accusing Dewey yeah. of being the killer.
1: I always like the way that they that they shot it to like try to set Dewey up as the potential killer where every time he got uh accused that it could be him, he's like, all right, let's just change the subject he has like he has got very expressive yes. eyes um so I, I really enjoy those scenes and you know he's not the only one to have um, you know suspected uh, Dewey's not the only one to have suspected him so far because Sydney kind of you kind of see it for a second with Sydney because um, she's like what are you
0: doing here
1: yeah and then she also and then you know uh, Mickey I, I don't know if he does it before or after the hospital scene I think it's, I think it's before because we get the the moment where Sydney suspects him, because Mickey's like, you know, why did he even go in there? Like, who would go back in that house? Yes. And you know, his his arm was his arm was cut pretty bad. Um, and then the doctor says that you know you're really lucky you barely missed an artery. Um, yeah. Which for any of us who know Scream One, they knew exactly where to where to stab, so that they could get away with it and survive. You know, it sucks, it hurts, but like, you're gonna survive this. So. In the end, your rewards will be great, and, that's, and they do that again.
0: Yeah, in this one, like kind of a nod, like hey,
1: yeah. Well, they're they're trying to get you to suspect everybody. They want everybody to suspect, yeah. right? Um, so they they're really gonna they're really gonna put it on Derek, um, but they don't ever really put it on. They put it on Mickey once uh, in the coffee shop, which is a, a little while a little ways away.
0: Yeah, because now Gale and Dewey are working together finally as a team. Yeah. And <laughs> the police has given two detectives to protect sydney um and i like I really like this scene um because they this is where they're also start. Dewey's already started talking to Randy at this point, I believe because there's like some stuff in be- like filler in between where uh dewey and gayla like let's go find student records they go oh off yeah, and yeah, yeah. okay investigating
1: so, yeah because they um that's whenever they theorize about the ghostface killing yeah say, people and that name. they've
0: noticed that uh um, like maureen is the name of sydney's mom mm-hmm. um phil stevens was steven
1: steve warmsman warm um, or something like that um and then CC is actually yeah. Casey. Yeah, okay. Casey.
0: Yeah, so they've started to like cuz uh uh Phil Stevens like Steven was Casey's boyfriend from what I remember. They're trying to work out who the killer is together because obviously they're going to undermine the police force. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not? American... I mean, do he looks like he's on leave?
1: Uh, I think at this point he's retired. I think until he's retired. Oh, okay. I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. I, it doesn't seem to mention anything, from what I remember.
1: Which also kind of like uh, leads to the suspicion that, you know, what is what is Dewey doing here? Is he just here to check on Sydney, or what?
0: What is he actually doing here? No, he's here to bang Weathers. Idiots. As he should. That's his job in this film. As he should. <laughs> this is the coffee shop scene now. This, get, this is now where the coffee shop yeah. scene is. And they're discussing, you know... Um, I love this, because Dewey says... You know, typically serial killers are white male. I was like, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, yes. It's thank you. Tea. that's true. <laughs> that's a T. And Randy's like, yeah, that's why it's perfect. You know, it's sort of against because he's talking about Hallie being yeah the killer. So this is where they throw it on Hallie, and so they kind of throw it around on all different. this is another so this is where they also do
1: yeah this is another scene where it kind of like they're a stand-in for the audience because if you're watching this in the theaters everybody is trying to like everybody's trying to be the smart guy who figures it out before anybody else and you know they're like well it could be hallie because you know she's the best friend and we don't know anything about her well you know that doesn't fit the bill normally serial killers are you know white men um and then you've got that one person who's like, well, that's why it's perfect, right? Um, of course, you know, it doesn't end up being her, but they also throw it on Mickey, the Tarantino film buff, but throwing suspicion on Mickey also throws suspicion on Randy because Mickey yeah. is a, a mirror of Randy. So they're like, but so let's just move on.
0: He's like, uh, anyway, moving on. Yeah,
1: let's <laughs> just pass that up. What about the boyfriend, Derek? You know, history could be repeating itself. Oh, but that's already been done. So like, they're they're like they're setting it, like, it's, it's smart writing because it's setting it up that it could be anybody, but they're also providing excuses why it might not be these people.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they're kind of giving you both sides of the coin in that, mm-hmm. in saying, hey, you can suspect this person, but here's why you might not suspect this person. Yeah. And the first time I watched this, I was just like, who the hell is the killer?
1: A lot of people, a time. lot of reviewers um, felt that the, the, they liked the movie, um, but they felt like it, uh, like it was trying so hard to put suspicion on everybody that it didn't give clues to who the, the real killers were. That's probably, yeah, where it fell flat a little bit. Yeah, and part of the fun of Scream is the whodunit aspect of it, where you figure out you know, you're going to be the smart guy, and yeah. you're going to figure it out. Um, and they don't, they don't really give that to you all the time.
0: I feel like that's where Scream 3 really fell apart, because I got so confused. Yeah, still. I I, I was like, what the I've fuck? I've seen it several times,
1: and I still don't Fully understand the motives behind everything and I don't like the retconning yeah. of the first one.
0: So, yeah, yeah, it was confusing. Just all around. Sorry, actor. Scream 3.
1: Yeah, sorry, <laughs> Scream 3. Love you, Parker Posey.
0: Then Randy and Dewey meet up with Gale, don't they? Because they're kind of going to work together as a team. Yeah,
1: and Joel's there as well. Um, they're just like they're discussing the, the dangers of putting themselves in the middle of the action um, and that's whenever we get that, that Joel scene where he kind of like dips yeah. out He's
0: like... <laughs> he's like, I'm out. I love what he says. He's like, I'm going to get me some donut, some coffee, donuts, Prozac, see where I can find some cracks, special KX, yeah. not Malcolm. <laughs> and I love that line, too. And I'll be back.
1: It's something that I didn't get whenever I watched it, like, the first time, the the Malcolm X. Like, I didn't get that until later. And I was like, that's, that's cute oh. and clever. That's cute I and clever. I like it.
0: Because, <laughs> you know, she's saying it was Tatum, then my cameraman, and he's like, whoa, wait. Mm-hmm. No.
1: Yeah, because they're, they're just trying to figure out the order of everything um, so that they can figure out who, who's next. Um, I can see why that would break into a I lot of I love that she's got a
0: cigarette in her hand.
1: <laughs> when did she start smoking?
0: Yeah, and they're talking about her nude photos on the internet and she was like, it was my face or Jennifer Aniston's body. I was like, <laughs> I love that. Because they were working in friends together. Which
1: apparently, that, did I, did, was that actually a thing that happened? Or was that just a, I don't know. a riff on the fact that she was in Friends?
0: I think it was a riff on the friends okay. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, excellent. I love it.
1: <laughs> Did you know that she was in a Bruce Springsteen music video? Oh what? Yeah. I used to no? have I used to have hair kinda like hers back whenever it was long. Um, and because I'm like thin and I've got like when I don't have facial hair, I've like got bony features. Um, someone someone told me that I looked like Courtney Cox and Bruce Springsteen's video. And I also wore like a really, really tight it. Madonna crop top. Um, so I, and then I watched it and I was
0: like, oh my god, we do look the same. It's me. And then I felt really good about I'm myself. I'm Courtney Cox now. Maybe you could just like kill her off and then you can be Courtney Cox. Oh, I would never. I respect her too much. Oh, fair. Yeah. I mean, it was an option. You... I mean, it could
1: be an option. I would just. You know. <laughs> I just never do it. I could sit there and shakily hold the knife and be like, I can't do it. I love I'm you, crying. Courtney. And she'd be like, Get the fuck out of my house. This is how this is how things <laughs> this is how things get started. This is how like Yeah. Yeah. An obsession. She's gonna listen to this somebody's gonna listen to this and tag her on Instagram and she's gonna be like What? She's gonna be like, Don't ever talk to Who me, is weirdo. Block. Why is this cross dresser <laughs> talking to me?
0: This um I, yeah, this scene is really cool because of how they film it from, um, like, a bird's eye view, kind of. On Because the, the killer calls and Randy takes the call and realises that he's speaking to the killer because he knows, obviously, what Ghostface sounds like. Um, he's dealt with Ghostface in the past. And so Dewey and Gail are attacking random students in this, like, quadrangle who are on the phone. And I was just like, I'd be this is cringe it was so cringe watching this part oh yeah they just
1: run back and forth like (laughs) she grabs the phone from the girl and she's like who is this and they're like who is this gail weathers uh author of the woodsboro murders (laughs) and i'm like she can't turn it off
0: no the favorite is the voice back is like who yeah
1: (laughs) yeah And you, could, you just know in that moment, like, yeah, I gotta find this killer. But also, how do you not know who the fuck, fuck I am? You?
0: Yeah, do you know? Who do
1: you I know am? her? A rock, idiot. Eh?
0: But I love that she just like throws the phone yeah, she back, just at the at girl, lap. and leaves. She's like, oh, whatever, <laughs> leaves. Uh, but while Randy is talking, you know, he's talking about you know um, who gets killed off next, like going through the different tropes that he knows and uh, you know he he's wondering where like I can figure out where this guy is and he's getting closer and closer to the news van um, that uh, Joel owns and as he's like yelling into the phone he gets like uh, what's, snatched into the van by Ghostface and unfortunately stabbed to death which is really sad and the whole reason why I think
1: he dies is because, um, as he's on the phone and he's yelling at, I presume this kill is done by Mrs. Loomis. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I can't know. I guess, um, but mm. at, right before he dies, you know, he's saying like, um, the he's telling the the caller Ghostface that Billy and Stu are much more original, um, and he says that. Billy was a rat-looking, homo-repressed mama's boy, and then shortly after, he's yanked in and killed, um, which is why I think that's Loomis, like a Loomis kill. Um, and the whole time that this is going on, and that Dale and uh, Dale, uh, Gail and Dewey, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dale, Dale, it's a couple name now. <laughs> are, like the
1: whole time that they're running around doing all of this, and he's on his own. Like for him to get murdered in broad daylight i feel like that was uh a risk that someone as unhinged and protective of her son's image i feel like that's something that, yeah. that loomis easily could have would have taken the risk for like you just talk shit about my son did you just give, did you just did you just say a disparaging remark about my billy like that's i don't know i i really i think she's one of the most interesting i feel like she's one of the most interesting killers just because of her motive and the way she carries herself i just i'm obsessed
0: And the funny thing is that um, Randy actually mentioned something about uh, Miss Voorhees being quite, you know, nobody suspected Miss Voorhees, like she was a great killer. And so for them to turn that into the twist here in this film, and have Randy say that earlier in the film, is really cool. You just blew my mind a little bit, I didn't even even put that together. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Because he talks about Candyman's daughter and and his yeah, he's and, and how like right be. before
1: all this happens in the cafe. Wow, wig. Okay, yeah, you just big brained me. <laughs> you did.
0: <laughs> I do that sometimes.
1: <laughs> um, so before we move on to the the next part, I did I did want to bring up. Did you how much how much did you study the or really pay attention to the scene where she talks with the the, the, the professor or the not the professor the. Uh, drama teacher
0: oh yeah i've watched that quite quite a few times okay because i really enjoy that scene so
1: did you get parallel like so they're they're talking about um cassandra you know she's a tragic life and how you know sydney's strong and and you know fate played such a huge part in cassandra's tragedy obviously that's what it's all about yeah um did you get like Vibes from I always do this too, where I bring it back to Halloween, the original, um, where the teacher's talking about fate. Um, it kind of gave me vibes similar to the the fate conversation in Halloween and the fate conversation in Hereditary. And I'm just trying to find See, out I if, I'm, if f- I'm like making shit up in my head.
0: No, no, <laughs> I just I can't remember Halloween because I haven't watched that for a really long time. But the conversation on fate in hereditary, that's when she's talking to the older woman, isn't it?
1: No, this isn't the the classroom. The classroom conversation where um, the students are all talking about um, is it more tragic or less tragic that uh, Heracles had no, like, there was nothing that Heracles could do. Um, Like, is it more tragic to be in control and to fail, or is it more tragic to not have any control over anything and you know the the bad whatever the bad thing is happen happen yeah and a similar theme a similar theme runs throughout the scream franchise with with sydney although it's not really mentioned except for in this one because you know is
0: there really like she's playing a tragic character yeah. with a tragic story but it's not like a that mythic. didn't have you know there's no mythic. Yeah. Thing. Well, I feel like a lot of myths tell a well. They all have a lesson that you're meant to learn, right? right. It's all about you know your ethics and morals, and um, uh, a lot of it is about um, predestination and determinism, and what you do will always lead to getting what you deserve, kind of Ooh. thing. With what the professor says to Sydney, because he's talking about how you know you're great, you're this, you're strong. But she doesn't necessarily believe it right and her playing cassandra i don't really know the story about the fall of troy uh i think cassandra was a um she was like a oracle or something yeah and so she knew what was going to happen but couldn't do anything to stop it and as and um and that's kind of sydney as well
1: and as like she's to kind of build like build off of that whenever she's taking off her red veil which is such a serve that whole scene yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> i love that yes, outfit it's,
1: it's, she looks stunningly beautiful oh my god Nev campbell is gorgeous um so as she's taking that off she's saying fate's vengeful eye is fixed on me um and then moments later um she sees a ghost face in the crowd of these other masked um you know actors um and she you know eventually i, I believe i have I, i've struggled with is that a real ghost face or a hallucination i think it was real um
0: yeah i think it's real too. i don't think
1: that she's i don't think that she's crazy she's traumatized yeah but no, i don't think that she's i don't know we shouldn't say that people are crazy but you know what i mean um but yeah she she gets Not to the
0: point of hallucinating
1: <laughs> right, she gets up and she you know she goes to the back she runs to the back and after having said, like, fate's eyes fixed on her and then running into Ghostface, um, you know, that could have been a moment where she's just killed. And then she she takes, I feel like she kind of takes back her agency a little bit whenever she has a conversation with Derek. Because um, she believes that Derek is the the killer, or potentially. She doesn't believe that he's the killer. But, yeah,
0: she's very, very, um, yeah. So
1: she's taking... Very
0: uh, set back from him. Right. And...
1: And, and she just kind of, like the way that she decides in that moment, like, I'm going to distance myself from this person because I don't trust them. So she's like, if if fate is playing a part in this, then she's going to, she's not going to take, she's not going to play into it. She's not just going to give up. Yeah. You know? And neither does Cassandra, though. So I feel like it's a good parallel. Yeah. And everything.
0: I like that they put that in there.
1: Yeah, if it felt, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, why is this here? And then watching it Seven hundred Um I'm like, <laughs> this is actually really, really. This is big brainy.
0: It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think about, because like I said, I don't know much about the story of Troy, but yeah, I think maybe they did that to show that Sydney is a contradiction to the end of that story. Mm-hmm. Like she's not just gonna, or that she will be. Yeah, like fate's not gonna be. Uh,
1: fate's not gonna get her. She makes her own. Her own roles, her own fate. She's City Prescott. Yeah. Survivor.
0: Yeah. Which she is. Yeah. And I think, um, I used to hate the final girl trope, because I was like, oh, uh, here we go, kind of thing. And now there's so many that I love, because I've just grown to love, when I talk about them, that's when I realize how much I love them, and how great they really yeah. are. Yeah, I love the final girl trope it's it's as it played out yeah
1: sure am i here for it absolutely
0: uh yeah uh my favorite final girl right now is samara weaving in ready or not okay okay okay
1: okay hold on listen i want to say something about samara weaving can she please be in every horror slasher comedy ever in the future yes
0: please she is this
1: generation's jamie lee curtis and i know it might be a little a little um problematic or not problematic but controversial considering Jamie Lee Curtis is still Jamie Lee Curtis and she's literally in a (laughs) slasher film right now um but I think Samara Weaving Weaving is like this generation's uh like she's she's an iconic face to me granted you know but I feel like she's just she's she she fits horror so well and
0: yeah she's in Ashford's Evil Dead and I was like,
1: what? I saw, th- I yes! saw, I saw that, and I was like, "I need to watch this for her." Because my first, uh, she was awesome. The first time I had ever seen her that I'm aware of is um, that Netflix movie, The Babysitter. And yeah, I she was awesome in that. Too. Loved that movie. I was like, "This is so smart yeah. and stupid and funny and dumb and amazing." Like, it's all it crosses all the things off my list. It's nonsense, but it's it's clever. It's
0: so amazing
1: and well written. It's, yeah, I feel, I, I'm not going to say it feels like a, a Kevin Williamson production, you know, because it's kind of nonsensy, just like the screen movies can be kind of nonsensy, but it, it hits a lot of those marks for me.
0: Yeah. Well, you can thank Australia for Samara We, we do. You're yeah. welcome. I
1: also want to thank all of the Australians <laughs> that are listening right now. Um, thank you for Kylie Minogue. Um, <laughs> I'm eternally grateful. Thank you. Every you're single welcome. Australian. Um, I will Venmo you uh, One
0: dollar. I really like the lead up to the end of this film because everything's going nuts. Randy's been killed. Um, Sydney's been um, taken away with Hallie, but at the same time, Gail and Dewey have found Joel's crowd shot videos. Yeah. So they've gone into the f- like the film studies area and they've found a TV, and um, they have all this footage of like the killer filming them.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is super creepy.
0: That's what creeped me That's out so too. Creepy. I was like, "Ooh, mm, I don't it's like one this." Of those
1: POV thing. I, I have a thing with POV. Like from the killer's <laughs> perspective, it freaks me out. Um, yeah. And the way that they like they have like, um, is, and it doesn't. I don't know if it really makes sense from a technical standpoint. But whenever they show the shot of them watching the film, yeah, I'm like, Mm-mm. immediately like, okay, nothing. But I
0: love. I love that Dewey looks up and then Ghostface just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was really like comical for me. I don't know if anyone else felt that way, but I
1: really like it. I feel like it. this is um, I feel like this is Mickey at this point. I'm always trying to figure yes, out who which, who's so. who whenever the go whenever Ghostface appears, and I feel like this is Mickey. It's very comical.
0: Yeah, because he moves quite yeah, yeah goofy
1: and and he's the silly he's the sillier. If there's gonna be two Ghostface go- two Ghostfaces, I feel like Mickey's definitely the more like the one that to kind of play off of, like, like bits and, and stuff, whereas Mrs. Loomis seems more, like, she's
0: serious she's got, and dead set on getting the yeah,
1: She's got a goal, the job she's done. gonna make sure it gets done.
0: Yeah. She's a mother, after all. Or it was. <laughs> she left. She's not. She was. Terrible, yeah, terrible parenting. Parent. So, Gail and Dewey are searching for Ghostface, and... Gail ends up in like a sound recording area. Yes, there's like lots of soundproofing, and I'm kind of confused because it looks like a maze. And I was like, "Where are you?" I think this is this like, like a storage intense. area
1: for um ah. like these like the little the little things that I showed you earlier. I feel like those are set yeah. up for um like pre podcasting recording days, and they, they can just have, like take them out. Yeah, they have and those at the library, move them around. Here, um, ah. so you can, like use the room to podcast and. You can have like multiple people in the room recording their own thing without being able to hear unless they're like really loud.
0: Wow, that's interesting.
1: I love that scene. I think that's such a really like a really fun like cat and mouse kind of thing and it's it's even more cat and mousey because she's in a literal maze.
0: Yeah, like I'm just like.
1: <gasps> and each time that Get she's like there. perfectly timing her her maneuvers, I'm like the whole like even like I I I know what's gonna happen. I've seen it seven hundred times. Yeah. But I'm still like (sighs) Girl, get out of there.
0: Oh don't do that. Get out get out Don't look now. Don't look now. But he's leaving, but don't look. And she's in the sound booth.
1: Yeah, she escapes into like an ex like a room without a lock.
0: Oh yeah. And she's like, um (laughs) Yeah, oh fuck, great. Excellent. And I love that. Dewey comes up and they're like it's in a sound yeah so she room. can't hear anything <laughs> like they can't hear doing. each other
1: have you ever been in one of those and where it's... you're like
0: no I've always
1: been like I'm 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 a fiddler I like to fiddle around with stuff so whenever I'm like around something like that I'm always like knocking trying to like get somebody's attention because <laughs> they have them at the um, they have them at the library um, so like you can hit the thing and nobody will hear you um, they also have them at a lot of schools too. You just got to test it. Yeah, and I'm just like I just want to see what happens. Is
0: anybody going to pay attention to me? <laughs> Am I being annoying? And this uh this I hated this bit because I wasn't sure if like Dewey was like D E A D dead, like dead dead. And oh, no, he did. <laughs> he 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 did. I I cried the first time I watched it. It's a really
1: emotional scene. Uh, once you watch it for know, the first time it was frustrating horrible. because I'm like there's no way he could have survived that, right? Uh, which they do yeah. explain it later, how he survived. But um, watching this is like, this is why I say that Gail is an accidental survivor. Sydney sees, Sydney sees that and she's gone. Like, she's going to book it. Meanwhile, Gail's like putting her hand on the glass, like where Dewey's hand is and like feeling. And you're like, oh my God, that's so sad. You're watching it. You guys just started getting along and now he's dead oh also you're probably going to be dead too because you didn't book it and then she accidentally survives on a whim because the mickey just gave up i
0: guess yeah he couldn't get into the room and then but when he disappeared i thought that gail would go out and then get caught again
1: yeah i didn't know what i didn't really know what they were doing here like what was the what was the play on it from a like a directing standpoint you
0: know? Yeah, but I like that Gale is an accidental survivor. Yeah, me too. Long live
1: Gale. Long live I'm Gail glad that
0: she's me. around. Yeah, and this scene where Sydney and Hallie are taken in the car is probably the most intense scene for me in the entire film, where um, uh, they're getting driven... I don't know if they're going to a police station, or they're they're meant to be going to like a secret house or something, like a secret location where nobody can find them. Yeah, I don't really know what they were. I I tried to figure it out today and
1: like see if they mentioned it. I didn't really know what the point, like where they were taking them for her to be safe. Um, I don't think it was ever really safe house. That's the word (laughs) explicitly. Like where she is, she going?
0: Yeah. But it doesn't matter anyway, because Ghostface interferes with that. Doesn't he just stand, like, in the middle of the road? This is another... This is something
1: else that people have an issue with with Scream 2, is that it seems like there's too many instances where luck came into play for Ghostface to have, like, the perfect opportunity to to get Sydney. Yeah. Um, The fact that they're at a stoplight, and you get some more of that Kevin Williamson-isms where um, you get the don't ask, don't tell... And then psh, stabby stabby, um, and then the, go- yeah. the ghost face jumps up on the roof and kill well almost kills the other one, because um, he's a doofy cop trope, um, and then drives the car and then the cop is like on the hood or something, and <laughs> like,
0: it's like why is the cop out of the car? I'm
1: well he got out of the car and he was trying to like um, he was getting out of the car for some reason to uh get ghost face i guess but ghost face gets on top of the car and like hits him with the door or something but like this whole scene and i can understand from a critique like a criticizing point how this seems a little uh ridiculous but i also like it it's part of the
0: charm yeah i like it too um because it's just so like oh my god why did you do that Like why would you do that? But that's what horror movies are. Like you're constantly yelling at the TV. Like why are you doing and that? And you know it's Like don't go in enough. there. Don't get out. Right,
1: and it feels good because you're superior. You're smart in that moment. You're like, oh, I would never. I would never do that. You guys are stupid. So I think that's another reason why. I like idiots. Them. Yep,
0: because you can go idiots, idiot. <laughs> Ghostface is out cold because of the car accident. Yeah, they run into random, perfectly um, placed construction equipment. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> and they can't get out because their back doors are locked, and so they've got to like climb over Ghostface to get out, and this bit I was like, oh no,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no, stop, just smash a window. The fact that Hallie's like, I can't, uh, how how are we supposed to get
1: out? And Cindy so says, uh, it's a cop car, you're not supposed to get out. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> big braiding, okay
0: oh i just yeah and then when he revives and and kills hallie i was like oh what
1: a shitty thing for cindy to have to deal with too because she like goes yeah. to reach for the mask and she's gonna like this is her moment right and then she hits the horn and she's like okay it's not worth it i'm gonna get out and then she has to get hallie out so you have to watch the same thing happen again this yeah. time to the expo like the disposable character and you're sure ghostface is gonna kill hallie in this moment doesn't so you're feeling safe. And you're just
0: like, oh no, fuck you. And, well, you feel safe in this <laughs> moment
1: because Hallie made yeah. it. She's out of the car. Her and Sydney are out of the car. They're together. Um, everything's good. And then they walk like several feet away. And then Sydney turns around. And she's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna un- unmask the killer or whatever. And Hallie's like, please, girl, don't. And she's like, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And then she walks over there only to find the car empty. And then she's she turns around and. You know, then Hallie's very dead. Once again, Sydney watches her <laughs> friend die, and
0: she just books it. Yeah. And I mean, like, as a PTSD response, that's completely yeah. normal. No, I don't falter for it at all. She's a smart girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'm just like, I'd be... That, that would not be me. No, I would not be able to do that. I'd be so sad. I would... i just be like, Ghostface, take me now. Exactly don't worry same. about it. Just lay down on the street. Well, I did... <laughs> I did put a tweet out and it was like, how long would you last in a slasher film? And I'm like, I'd be gone in the opening credits. I'm the first kill. That'd be me. Yeah. I'm the
1: first kill, or like a, somebody who wasn't even supposed to be killed, but I accidentally got killed because I decided that I was also, like, I decided that I was involved. Like I see somebody else getting attacked <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna get out of here, and then I'd trip and fall over and smash my face on the lawn gnome. <laughs> Crack
0: your skull. <laughs> That would also be me because I'm incredibly clumsy. So I get, I get it. I get or it. Or I
1: would be a, a, a Gale Weathers and an accidental survivor. Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be my luck, probably die in the fifth one. Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't say that. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. Anyway, <laughs> but why would you say that? Um, now I can't remember, but Sydney ends up. In the auditorium, I can't remember how she gets. So she there. she just
1: runs, she just runs a bunch oh. because she's the auditorium. I don't believe is super super close by, so she's running through campus and she just happens to stop at the auditorium and run in, which is ah, conveniently. So like, how did
0: you get uh, here? Where
1: Derek's tied up?
0: Yeah, and he's on that cross thing that was a part of their production earlier on in that like that day, which I thought was kind of interesting that they brought that back. Well,
1: he's um for they a... they put him up there the. Uh soror not the sorority, the uh, fraternity guys, the brothers?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. yes, because he gave his Greek, Greek letters, letters to Sydney in a very cringe worthy scene that I actually skipped today because I You don't, don't like, like it. that?
1: I, I, hate think it's so I hate it so cute. I hate it. Especially Mickey like I don't dancing like around. He's such a cutie.
0: Maybe I just don't like cute things. I was like, mm, no, I mean it is it is I'm a little cringe. The first scene.
1: time I watched it I was like, why is is this happening? It's he's such a like. Why would they have him sing? And then I'm like, oh, oh, he auditioned with that, by the way. Yeah, I that saw got that. Him I read somewhere
0: that he had auditioned. Yeah, Jer- Jerry, what's his name? Jerry
1: o- O'Donnell, I think.
0: Yes, I think so. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And so Sydney's trying to uh, save Derek at this point because she's like, oh, what are you? You know, you're tied up here and. Uh, Mickey shows up mm-hmm. and reveals... Well, yeah. Ghostface shows up and mm-hmm. reveals himself to be Mickey, Derek's best friend, who is the Tarantino film mm-hmm. buff. <laughs> um, and he he um, has this massive like monologue about why he did what he did, and he's like, you know, Derek's innocent, don't worry about him. Um, he was going to be a doctor. This is the kind of boy you'd take home to your mum. If you had a mum...
1: Which is such a, a shit. Like people are dick. so mean to Sydney. Can you imagine yeah. saying that <laughs> like to somebody? Like
0: a murdered.
1: And he he keeps going. Like he convinces Sydney to, and this is so messed up. He convinces Sydney to not trust Derek, and then she backs away, and then he immediately shoots Derek. Yeah. And that was sucky. he has in his dying breath too. He says, "I would have protected you." Which, um, fun fact. He still does, even at even in his death, because she uses the necklace that he gave her to slash Mickey in the fucking face. Yes, which was awesome. Just saying, it ties into I'll, fate. I just she was fated to get that necklace. Yep,
0: yeah. but it seems like a lot of these things are all interconnected with like this predestination, like of what was meant you to happen what? to me. All
1: of this like coincidence stuff that I've been bothered with over the years, maybe that was part of the thing. Like people are critiquing that it it just seems too perfect that they would happen to end up at the stoplight, they would happen to run into construction, that they would like all of this stuff. Fate. Maybe it's maybe it's because fate. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Neat. Maybe you should write about that as a journalist instead of Pretty Little life I can do two
1: things at once. <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna be a busy, busy girl. You're
0: just gonna be a doctor of Pretty Little Things. Yes. Get a Ph.D.
1: That would be stunning. Can you imagine? What a flex! <laughs> so,
0: what's your PhD in? Oh, uh, Pretty Little Lies. Teenage liars. dramas.
1: <laughs> cringy, cringy. I mean, that'd CW probably be teenage dramas.
0: Because if you said Pretty Little Lies, a lot of people wouldn't know what that is.
1: Like, oh, is that like psychology? Not sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep.
0: Yeah. Doctor of Psychology. That's me. <laughs> and. At this time, um, there's like so much going on, isn't it? Is because he's, he's, yeah. So Mickey's going on this whole Billy was a psychopath. He like no, he was like a, a sicko. I think he called. Yeah, it. he was a, sicko. a he sick, sick fuck a, who tried to get away with
1: it. And I'm a sick fuck who's trying yeah. to get caught because his whole thing, kind of going back to the beginning, where you and I talked about the like, um, the uh, media impacting violence um yeah he wants to ride that as long and hard as he can and he wants to um he wants to get like cochran to defend him and he wants to make a spectacle like he's like it, it feels very like chicago to me with the the way he's like uh trial is theater and he's all about that yeah. he's very he's very into this idea of getting to kind of be this um this media like this killer Everybody knows he's a killer, but he can get away with it in the end because, you know, video games made the him do it. The movie made me do yeah. it. Grand yeah. Theft
0: Auto made him do it. It's all, it's it's great. I really love his, like, theatrics in this scene as oh, well. Oh yeah, he's a lot of fun. Because uh, as he, like, introduces, like, um, Debbie Salt, who, which we didn't mention at the start was a or is a journalist for some small town magazine who is like hounding gail weathers at every stage like possible where media is involved and so she is revealed to be um mrs loomis the mother of billy moody billy loomis who is like seeking revenge against sydney for you know killing her son in the first film (laughs) i love because at this point mickey's talking about the trial and she's like oh there isn't going to be a trial and just shoots him. <laughs> and I was like...
1: And as he, like, even <gasps> as he's what? getting shot, he's still doing her dirty work because he could have, like, tried to shoot her, but yeah. instead he just goes for Gale.
0: What yeah. A dick. And it's like, what? Because he's on the ground with, like, a gun, isn't he? Uh, it's
1: as he's, like, about to fall and he, like, lifts his hand up and shoots. So. Yeah.
0: And that's when I thought Gale was yeah. dead because she just falls off. The stage and I was like, oh my god, she's dead, she's dead, and you know she Debbie's. Oh, this is just old fashioned revenge. You killed my son, and now I kill you. And I can't think of anything more rational. Revenge isn't rational, lady.
1: No, but in her in her head, she's uh, <laughs> she's also like completely detached from reality. So what's rea- what what, what, believe- what she believes is rational to her is not rational at all because she also thinks that she's not a terrible mother. Um, not to say that, you know, I'm not going to say that every mom who abandons their child is terrible, because, I don't know, it it seems like a moral gray area, um, but she definitely could have done better by Billy. Not that Billy is her responsibility. No. Billy did what Billy did, because Billy is Billy. But, um, yeah, even, like, even knowing all the things that your kid did, you can still justify trying to make him out to be a good boy.
0: Because, um yeah because Sydney says you know you're crazy as your son mm-hmm. was and she's like ah, uh, what did you say like was that a negative disparagement? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that's this is why about my this Billy this why
1: Mrs. Loomis is one of the funnest characters in the Scream franchise she makes this movie
0: she does doesn't she and even um just like her little tidbits throughout the, the scene is really is really yeah. good like sorry the not movie. this scene the entire yeah, film yeah
1: the, 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 the reaction that she gets from Gail to like she really knows how to get Gail's get Gail's bitchiness to come out. Yeah. I, you know, and live for that.
0: And because she says, you know, um, it's not wise to patronize me with a gun, Sydney. Randy spoke poorly of Billy and I got a little knife
1: happy. Mm. That's right. She does say that. So it was not okay. Yeah. See, I was big braining it without even and realizing then... that they already big brained it for me. So.
0: Yeah. Look at you go. <laughs> ben, there's this fight. There's a gun. Cotton is there? So Cotton Co- Cotton Leary is it, or Cotton O'Leary? Uh, Cotton Cotton Weary, I believe. Cotton Weary, that would make a lot more sense. Um, <laughs> he's kind of also a seed that's planted that we think it's him because he's just come out of nowhere. He's just gotten out of prison. He's got a bone to pick with Sydney because he spent two years in jail, and so they've got their own little history going on. But he actually saved Sydney, which is really cool
1: i really like the way that they played this too where he comes out and he's you almost like you're almost like wait a sec so he's not one of the two killers we confirmed that immediately but is he gonna kill yeah. sydney now like what's gonna happen because he we already yeah. we have all this backstory and he starts to like kind of pretend to entertain mrs loomis enough to like gain her trust and then you know shoot her in the face and save sydney it's like a fun build up. Yeah. It's not dread by any means, but it's it's a it's a fun little build up where you're like, Willie or Rony? Is he or isn't he?
0: Yeah. You're just like, Oh no. What are you doing here? You've got beef too.
1: Everybody got beef.
0: Yeah. And so they're talking about, is Gail dead? Let's we've gotta find Gale. They find her still alive. Thank God for that because her outfits in number 4 are Eight. fantastic.
1: And in 3, <laughs> I know people really shit on her for her bangs in 3, and that's understandable because her bangs are terrible but them. the outfits were stunning. Oh, I like them. You like her bangs. You are the only person in the world yeah. I know that likes her bangs.
0: I'm going to have to maybe google it double and double check. check. Because I really can't say anything bad about people, so maybe. Or that's <laughs> I just can't say bad things.
1: Well, um, if you ever if you ever decide you want to, I'm I'm happy to happy to indulge.
0: Okay, I'll I'll check the bangs out and let you know how I feel. Uh, I, and I love this because Mickey comes back up at, and he's like, ah, bang bang. He like shoots a gun in the air. I think. Oh, he hasn't. He ha-
1: doesn't actually shoot because they're all like they're like they're all gathered around Loomis and um like you know they always you know they always come back or whatever. Um, and at that moment we get a jump scare with, with Mickey as he just comes up out of the air and he's
0: yeah.
1: like, like screaming for no reason. Like if you're going to come up, if you're going to get a second chance at life and a second chance to do what you <laughs> set out to do, why are you going to come up doing it loud? Shut up, girl. You got a gun. Your gun's loud enough. But you know, <laughs> shut, shut the, the, fuck the fuck up. up. <laughs> shut up, you man.
0: Uh, <laughs> fucking men. <laughs> Um And then so he's shot to dead, cause shot to dead. Shot to dead. Um Yeah. Shot to death. Shot to death. <laughs> uh by Sydney, who then turns and shoots Mrs. Loomis in the yes, head. that was such a serve. She said, I'm just making sure. It's fine. And I was just like, she Or she says, just in case. My bad. Just just in case he's I just gotta make sure. Um so then the next morning we find Dewey still alive, and Gail goes to the hospital with him, which I thought was so great. We
1: get a, like a really, really good character development moment in the final moments of the movie as Joel comes up and like she's got the scoop, she knows everything firsthand, she's the survivor with the camera now, and she gets the opportunity to tell everybody how great and important Gail Weathers was and instrumental in, in this event. Um, and then she hears we got a live one, and looks up, and it's Dewey, and she drops what she's doing.
0: Yeah, she's like, I don't even so care anymore. Right like giving up, doesn't she? Um, she's
1: giving up that moment. Oh no,
0: Sydney! Yeah, because it's Sydney that says you need to speak to Cotton. Mm-hmm. He's the one that you know saved us and saved me. And I just really love the end of that film. I think it's a it's a it's a
1: it's a feel good. It's a feel good ending. The lovers get to stay together. Cotton's kind of a dick, but he also was unfairly uh, put away, so you know, maybe he
0: gets to be a dick,
1: you know? Um,
0: he, he's allowed to have a chip on his shoulder. And
1: even though him and Sydney will never be, you know, friends, maybe, they can, like, she could still like, scratch his back after he just literally saved her back, so. I can yeah, appreciate it.
0: because then he, um, and I love this, because they end the film with Ghostface watching from the Bell Tower, mm. and so everyone's like, oh, Oh, you know, it's speculation. Like fans were speculating that it is the killer in from um, Screen Three yeah. under the mask, and I was like, oh, it could obviously it's going to be, but I'm guessing they didn't know if there was going to be a, like a tr- like another film. I'm
1: sure they had to know that it was a big, big, big possibility, considering they made this movie less than a year after the first one was released.
0: Wow! So that's a okay. I didn't realize that was that, that is that a soon. quick
1: turnaround. Because Kevin Williamson, before this was even ordered, he already had, like, 45 pages worth of script. Like, they knew what was going to happen. Like, Scream, like, the first Scream was a huge success. Oh, yeah. Unprecedented.
0: And it was at that perfect time for slashes, Like, that prime time.
1: As every, like, as they all died off. Like, everybody was so sick of it. It was the same thing over and over again. They were tired of the, the retconning and the nonsense from... I mean, at this point, we're getting, like we're getting the the uh, fifth i think friday film or the sixth oh really sure that that was like okay i didn't realize that many had come out or was 95 new nightmare so freddy's dead came out in 91
0: are you talking about the remake of
1: uh, new nightmare was 94 that's the one that oh, yeah, okay. that's the the one that i want to talk to you about later on with scream 5 um, <laughs> so that was the one that was received really poorly it was like a a meta version of screen of oh, okay. the, this franchise where um they bring what's her name heather langen camp and as herself oh yeah. okay have you seen that one
0: interesting no. no i thought you were talking about the remake no the remake was garbage which came out late 2000 that was terrible I, I i can't remember if i've seen it i feel like i have but i don't know <laughs> Like, I just don't know.
1: <laughs> so, like, this, this movie followed all of those terrible, like, like those entries in the, the franchises that, you know, we loved in the 80s um, as they, like, got more and more ridiculous and stupid. And then Scream happens, and, you know, there's low expectations for it. It's just, you know, it's another slasher, but um, it took off. So the the success that it had to have a, a, a third one planned before the second one even wrapped wouldn't surprise me at all.
0: Yeah. Instead of like talking about what horror movie you watched last, let's talk about your Scream Five predictions. Okay.
1: this is gonna get a little <laughs> this is gonna get a little stupid, which I'm sure you've already kind of come to expect from me. Um, so it's not so much a, pre- a prediction, so much as a uh, I heard Scream Five was happening, and I immediately was like, okay. So go with me here. Wes Craven has passed, right? And they said that they would never do another Scream film without Wes. Um, but they decided, you know, the script is so good, you know, why not? Um, Scream is all about being meta, right? You haven't seen a nightmare. On, you haven't seen a new nightmare. So this might be lost on you um, a little bit. So a new nightmare um, is after the the Freddy's dead film, like the last of the, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies um, as they got more and more ridiculous. Um, A New Nightmare brings in Heather Langenkamp as herself uh, as well as um, Robert uh, England as himself and they're doing like the media circuit and we get to see kind of Robert England playing, uh, playing Robert England playing Freddy Krueger and this like like on talk shows where he comes in and he's like, "Brah," and he's acting all ridiculous.
0: Oh my so, god. So yeah, it's a,
1: it's a, it, a lot of people hated it. I love it. It's one of my favorite Nightmare films.
0: Okay, I might have to um, watch that.
1: And so, okay, so Scream could not retcon, like not, re, not starting over, but every actor and actress who's ever been in a Scream film could come back as themselves and kind of pay homage to Wes Craven and this oh, film Oh, and I'm
0: sure they will do that anyway. I would love
1: them to do it because this uh, New Nightmare was such an it was such I think I I I'm I will, I'm sure people disagree. I know they do based on reviews of the movie, but I think it was an intelligent film and it wasn't a show, yeah. it wasn't a, a series that was particularly meta, right? Um but this being a Wes Craven film, made at, like the first one of, of my, in my opinion, his best franchise, um, his best series, I, should, I guess I should say, of films um, that's been coherent and not messy. Why not bring in the idea of New Nightmare and apply it to Scream? So we could have Ta- we could have Rose McGowan back mm-hmm. as Tatum, and maybe they could like have the killers be a uh, uh, either a fan or you know whatever, who's going to try to kill off the. Um, scream the actors. actors in the order that they were killed in the movies or whatever. So you could have like big ass talent. You could have Rose McGowan back, which I don't think she'd ever do it because I'm pretty sure she said she's done done with acting. Um, oh, okay. By the way, yeah, listen to her episode. She talks about Scream quite a bit on the Boulet Brothers podcast that we were talking about earlier.
0: Oh, excellent. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but, Great. like you could have Rose McGowan back. You could have um. His name escapes me right now. He's super hot. He plays Billy Loomis.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Billy Loomis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe i forgot. Scott's. Skate P- Ulrich. Uh, uh,
0: oh,
1: Skate so They could bring yeah. him back. Matthew Lillard wants to come back. <gasps> yes, they could bring back please. hot ass Matthew Lillard. Um, you could bring back Sarah Michelle fucking Geller. Like. You could yeah. bring back all of these actors Amazing. and actresses who died in previous films. Uh, Drew Barrymore, obby, obby, and I'm pretty sure she'd be fucking down for it. She's she's
0: yeah.
1: so <laughs> so like I feel like this could be like a really fun opportunity for them to kind of play with the audience's expectations of the fifth film, um, and yeah. completely just like turn it on their heads, you know? Because everybody, what was the conversation yeah. whenever they announced this? Well, is it going to be a remake, a reboot, or a continuation of the of the fourth one? It's been 10 years and they're not since saying they anything. One, and they haven't said nothing. Yeah. So, I think it would be a really cool. There's
0: no information given at right. all.
1: I think it would be really cool if they did that. And
0: messy, I they sure. they not put out any information. Yeah,
1: they just say you hope that they don't put out any information. Yeah, I also yeah. don't want to know anything. I don't want them to say
0: No, I don't want to see trailers. I don't want to see, a I don't want to see anything. If they want
1: to give me a teaser, but... like um like a teaser of a car being driven into Woodsboro, fine, Diva, I'll take it. And I'll get excited about it. I'll talk about it for a week. But I don't want to see a trailer. I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want them to say if it's a reboot or uh, a remake or whatever. I don't want to know anything. I want to go into this blind.
0: Yeah, me too. Maybe I'll just avoid it all anyway. And then go and watch it.
1: I just hope that we don't get... Like, if we... If you were to go on opening night and, like, it gets... That's the thing. I don't want to see it. I want to see it in a theater. I don't want to see it in a theater. Yeah. Because... One, COVID. Two... If it gets leaked, and someone spoils it for me at the movie, I don't know what I would do. Someone's I would dead. cry, but also be angry. Oh, and like tear down the screen. I just
0: took that little bit. that I? just took it's it too fine. far. I always it's
1: do. Okay. <laughs> I live in the too far. It's fine.
0: Mine is always like either really nice or dead. You dead?
1: But like yeah, you'll be like it's... I can't. I don't. I just can't talk about anybody in a in a negative manner, or they're like death death to dead. them you're
0: dead strangers dead fine that's fine
1: <laughs> but yeah that's my that's my that's my just... wish list
0: for scream 5 yeah you... i don't really have a wish would list would you be okay with that i'd like to see Hayden Pen- to that? yeah I- absolutely i'd love to see like something like that on meta on meta
1: on meta also getting to see all these actors who are super hot in the 90s still be super hot in the 2020s
0: that'd just make me feel yeah, bad yeah i'm gonna feel
1: terrible looking at sarah michelle geller She's beautiful.
0: Like, almost 50 and looking the way she does. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. A total serve. You're out. <laughs> so, all right, time to wrap this uh, thing up. So I'd like to say thank you for uh, joining me on this podcast. And uh, don't forget to check you out where?
1: Oh, um, I'm at the Sydney Hampton. That's S-Y, or the spy hampton on everything twitter ig whatever um, and really queer at really queer r e e l y queer on twitter and ig and that's available wherever you Great. listen
0: yes i'm still due to catch up and watch I, it, every horror podcast gives me so many new recommendations have, like, to watch for, so yeah, i have like i have so many podcasts like i need to
1: i can i have to sit down and like binge them. And I listen to them while I'm at work, so I'll yeah. listen to one podcast. and They'll be like, "Oh yeah, go check out this podcast." I'm like, "Okay, check out this podcast." Okay. And then I'm like, "Okay," and then they're like, "Here's two more," and it just feels like it, there's so many. We're so we're so oversaturated, it's but all a good time. A wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> all
0: right, and don't forget, you can check out TGIF on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGIF Pod. And if you love the podcast, please subscribe, rate, rape. Good one. Do that with your reviews.
1: Five stars. (laughs) On on the podcast. Five stars only.
0: (laughs) Five five stars only. Otherwise, you're not allowed to be here. Um, And you've been listening to TGIF. Until next time. Bye.